also available. They're located on Highway 1 in Raceland, next to the post office. Coco's. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, no more, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. With plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. All on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required, actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Trying them today, only at Wendy's. Participating U.S. Wendy's taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Hour number two, we're off and running. Coming up, next segment, Miss Erin Summers. She's the newest member of the Pelicans broadcast team. She'll be doing color tonight with Todd Graffinini as the Pels take on the Thunder. New Orleans, a four-point favorite going into this game. How about that? That's nice. Also, coming up, bottom of the hour, Sean Fox at 2.15. We'll spike with uh, Ralph Marlborough, and we'll get his take as uh, he has the latest column about the Saints offense over at WWLTV.com. So we'll definitely will do all of that and more. Your phone calls, 800-998-1003. And the question of the day over on social media, real easy, at ESPN Radio NOLA. Give me your top storylines heading into this week's game. Is it the 11-point underdog thing? Is it what i suggesting, the passing game? Can it be efficient? Anything? Can you get anything out of it? Don't forget, today is... No, that's the wrong one. This one. Uh oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what that camera Wednesday hump day is what it is. Indeed, Shock Gene, a digital underground head coach, Sean of the Pate. By the way, I meant to mention this back in hour number one. NFL has a COVID issue right now. Seven teams are an advanced COVID-19 protocol. The Browns are extremely hit hard by it. And to all the ladies, peace and humpiness forever. The seven teams, by the way, Browns, Bears, Falcons, Lions, Rams, Vikings, and the Washington football team, all in advanced COVID protocols. Cleveland has 14 players, 14 in the last two days 
to be placed on a reserve COVID list, including quarterback Baker Mayfield and many others. Jarvis Landry on that list. 14 players. Jack, thanks for giving us a call here on the Sports Hangover, sir. How are you today? All right, guys. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. What you got for me? Gus, I hope we don't get to where the EPL is right now with the NFL. Because, you know, they've had to cancel games this week. You know, postpone them. I hope the COVID situation doesn't get there. But, um, but, but Gus, about the draft, um, you know, look, McShay does a good job. But you know what's going to happen. You know, he's saying there won't be any quarterbacks taken in the top ten. Why? (laughs) Somebody's going to fall in love with Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no, and, and and I don't doubt. No, no, I, I don't doubt his evaluation at all. Sure. I'm sure he, he's 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 giving out the, the you know the best players available. But somebody's going to fall in love with one of these guys or mm-hmm. two of these guys, and they're going to trade up. And who knows? The Saints may be one of those. And see, that's my other point. Okay, if, if you if you're being on, and I'm talking to everybody, if people are being honest, do you really think the Saints can go anywhere? Like, if somehow they could slide to the playoffs, is it worth having a, when draft time comes, if, if they do find somebody that they want, well, that's going to, that's going to be extra draft picks or plays that they're going to have to give away, depending on how far back in the draft they are. You know, every win ultimately is going to cost them. And do you really want to do that? You know, yesterday was one of the first days, and it was when we were speaking with Fletcher, that I really started thinking about, how I don't know. I mean, look. Obviously, you you take a guy like Rogers if you can get him, and you like what Russell Wilson could bring. But to his point, has Mac Jones and what the Patriots are doing right now, currently the number one seed in the AFC, maybe given Sean Payton and the Saints a blueprint to move forward, right? Get a young quarterback that they like. Um. Or maybe stay with what the I know. I guess let's start here, Jack. Jameis, Taysom, and Book, Trevor Simeon. Do any of those four quarterbacks excite you to be the future quarterback for the next five to seven? Not at all. Okay. So if we're gonna go draft wise, okay, staying under this time frame or, or, or staying under the way that the Pats are doing it, get a game manager early, let them develop later which is kind of what I think a lot of people feel that Mac Jones can do. When you look at the top quarterbacks that McShay had yesterday, of those five quarterbacks that are likely to be the top five quarterbacks to be taken, do any of them sort of excite you? Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, Matt Corral, Malik Willis from Liberty, Desmond Ritter, who he has the Saints selecting from Cincinnati, or Sam Howell from North Carolina that he has going to the Lions at 25th. So, from 12 to 25 in his world, he thinks those five quarterbacks will be available. Do any of those quarterbacks make you say, maybe the Saints should go grab them? Well, I, I, I always like Sam Howell, but I don't know if it's worth it to Saints. You know, because I think the Saints have another, look, like you just said, mm-hmm. they always seem to find a way to get around the money problems. But I, I don't know if it was you or somebody else said, they already have sixty million dollars in dead money for next year. Yeah, they they gotta figure out what they want to do. You know, I don't think this is going to be a like an easy fix. It might take them two or three years. Um, 
I, and, and obviously, you know, neither one of us know how much they like any of these guys. Um, so, so maybe they don't think it's worth worth it to take, you know, some, um, you know, one one of the quarterbacks that's going to be available. And then I, I think there's going to be other holes in the roster. You know, once again, I think the off season will be interesting. I, I mean, is Cam Jordan still going to be on the team? I mean, uh, what's the offensive line going to look like? Are they going to bring back Armstead? So. Uh, I, I guess you know. I guess we'll, we'll see in the next few months. Like I said, I kind of <laughs> like I, I kind of like the kid at North Carolina. He mm-hmm. he, lo- he lost a lot of weapons. I mean, you know the the, the running back at uh, Denver. He lost a couple of receivers. He lo- the other uh, other running back he had is playing for the Jets. They lost a lot of talent, so that's why I think he hasn't looked so good this year. But right, you know. Um, but but um, but getting back to the playoff thing, I mean. What do you think? I mean, would you like to see him win? You know, because I think they can beat everybody but Tampa. Because I just, I don't see how they beat Tampa. You know, I mean, I know the game was close last time, but mm-hmm. considering Tampa seems to have gotten healthier since the last time the Saints played them, and the Saints have gotten less healthy, I don't think that game is likely. I think they can win all the rest of the games. I will say this, Jack. I always think it's better to win and to be in the postseason than not. Um, so right. yes, right. Because you, you never know. You're right. Look, do I think they're championship caliber? I, I think it's going to be figured out on the field. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't, they don't have the weapons. I, I think it would be extremely difficult to beat Green Bay again. Um, or even try to compete. I, I, again, but I sure like to know. I'd sure like to find out by putting on the TV and watching it. Right. Does that make sense? So right, I right. definitely think let's go ahead and do that. Um, Plus, here's a, an interesting other element that I was thinking about with with Taysom Hill. He's definitely showing that the foot's not hampering him nearly that much. The finger thing, it, it looks like maybe as the game goes on, he, he threw better pass. I mean, he still, he, he still could see the, the arm strength in there, the accuracy, the all of that stuff. What if it improves and gets better? And I also think that, to me, is an interesting storyline over the next four here. How does he perform? Right. Right? I mean, how does he perform here? What What if this guy leads you to a win against Tampa? You know, what if he does, yeah. like, like, and what I mean leads you, like, making plays, escaping the pocket on a third down, getting a first down, you know, making the right read, scooching left like Brady did on the game winner in overtime and delivering an accurate pass. Like, is he, at the end of this month, making enough plays where you and I are going, Maybe maybe you go with Taysom. You already you already gave him a, an extension. You already got that number, you know, and all that. So now you can go focus on getting your receiver, your line fixed, your defensive players, all that. So th- there's a, there's a lot I think in these next four games that matter. To be honest with you, because it starts with well, if I don't have to give up first round draft picks to move up right. either in the draft or to go get Russell Wilson. Well, then maybe that helps my team already. So I, I don't, I, I think this is an important audition because it helps you make the decision. Beginning of the year, you're doing whatever it takes, I think. You know, that's kind of how I felt. And oh. as the season's gone on, if this guy started the season five and two with that receiving core, Jack, with Kamara missing games and, and, and can somehow still find ways to win, hmm, it, I'm just, I, it's making me think harder about selling the farm to go get Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Is that, does that make sense? No, you're right. But Gus, I, I just, I happen to think that like 
there's two of the teams that they beat early in the season that I don't think even healthy they could beat now. One of them is Green Bay, and the other one is New England. I think those two teams got much better as the season went along. Yeah, so, no doubt. Well, we, we just differ. I think, they'd, I think they'd be better off with draft choices. I, just ha- I had a quick question about Tulane's yeah. basketball. Uh-huh. How far have they canceled? I know they're having a COVID problem because I was thinking about going to the UNO game. Yeah, um, I know they've canceled this week, and actually the women's got canceled this week here as well, so no tournament next week. Um, so I would probably I, – I know right now – on our side, the ladies are scheduled to play again until the 30th, which is next or two Thursdays from now. So my guess would be, Jack, for sure this week, I would assume probably next week as well. I can try to get that answer for you here in a little bit. I appreciate it. Thank yep. you, Gus. Have Thank a good day. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it so much. 800-998-1003. Sean Payton had this to say a little bit ago earlier this morning. His thoughts on a player that I think also has made Tampa harder to beat now, and that is Leonard Fournette. 100-yard game this past week against Buffalo. He seems way more comfortable. He was more part of the mix and rotation last year. And so far this season, he is the premier back. And you can just see his comfortableness. Kind of looks like the guy that we saw at LSU. Um, running off long runs and, and being a better pass catcher out the backfield. Here's Sean's thoughts on him. You know, it reminds me a little bit of when the Giants... And and this comparison is different relative to where he was at in his career. But when when they signed O.J. Anderson and then went on a Super Bowl run, you know, uh, he brings stamina, power, balance. Um, He can run fast. I I think the, the things that he does well, it's not just first and second down. He can play on third down. And he can he can play a lot of snaps. So, uh, you know, that one-two punch of being able to throw the ball, come off a of play action and throw the ball, and, and then also have someone big and strong enough to to block the pressure looks, uh, I think that's it's, it's turned out to be a real good addition. Indeed. So I, I think one of the other aspects of their – Reasons that why they're having such you know a lot of success is obviously what Tom Brady's done. Again, he leads the league in passing. He has more TDs than Rodgers there as well. He's just uh, continuing to play well, Sean. It, it's it starts with demonstrate demonstrating it on the field, and then there's that persona, you know that that reputation of someone who's won, who's been there, and that respect, and then players begin to cling to that. And pretty soon, you know, someone like him can can touch not literally but figuratively uh, everyone that's on that roster, all the people in the support. You know, it's 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 those special traits of of winning and then preparation, attention to detail, and you know, all we we talk all the time about how. We're in such a detailed little thing business. They're all very important. And and I think those type of personalities, and and they're far and few between now, but you've seen that happen in a very short period of time in Tampa. Be very interesting to see when these two teams play again on Sunday. Still an 11 points underdog here in New Orleans Saints. We'll switch on over to basketball after this break as Aaron Summers joins us, part of the Pelicans Radio Network. She'll be doing color tonight. With Ty Graffinini, Pell's a four-point favorite as they take on the Thunder. Our conversation next on ESPN New Orleans. Don't you know where I did? 
Get holiday ready at Calvin Braxton Ford and see their impressive selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, SUVs, and crossovers. Get 0% for 60 months and 1.9% for 72 months on select models. Calvin Braxton Ford is now offering gas-only oil changes for $39.95, up to 5 quarts. Stop on in at Calvin Braxton Ford's year-end sales event, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Happy Holidays! Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet for Metel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Excited about a show where we just talk. Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. Right, welcome back. You're home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN, New Orleans, Sean Fox at the bottom of the hour. We're joined now, though, by Aaron Summers to talk a little Pels as it's gone up. Aaron, I saw it was four. Now it's four and a half point favorite as they take on the Thunder over in OKC. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. How are you? I am doing great. It's great to be on the radio with you guys talking some Pels basketball. So, look, I, I look at the way this team has been playing here as of late, and yes, they, they've lost more than they've won. And at the same time, I, I do feel they're playing better basketball. The loss at Denver, that the Rockets won, maybe not so much. But even the Spurs, there was a chance that you can sort of kind of win that game there. Are, are you seeing a difference from, say, October, November to December? Yeah, definitely. And in talking to Coach Willie Green, he really likes to increment the season out in 10 game stretches. And if you look at the past 10 games here, the Pelicans are 5-5. Five and five. They're absolutely mm-hmm. improving, and it starts with their defense. They're playing a lot better on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, it's been a little inconsistent, and we might not have enough people to just shoot lights out every night to outscore right. the opponent. So it's really going to start with defensively locking in and limiting the opposition and they've really done a good job with that and obviously Herb Jones has been a huge part of that but even Brandon Ingram has stepped up and been a solid contributor on the defensive end no doubt uh, I think the the year that Herb has had has been 
Remarkable. I still remember being in, in the Smoothie King Center on Media Day and, and listening to the stories from some of the players talk about this this young guy, you know, not on herb. There's this phrase that sort of mm-hmm. has, has grown in Nashville. But to see where that was to now, Aaron, what are some of the things that have stood out to you from his play and really his teammates of respect for him? In talking to him, I asked him, you know, you're a rookie. What has been the hardest thing that you've had to adjust to now that you're in the league? And a lot of players, you know, the first year will tell you, well, it's the speed of the game. It's how good everybody else around you is. But for him, he has this issue dealing with how the refs are calling the game. He said, all the other stuff is fine. I picked that up over summer league. That's how smart this guy is. That's how well he knows basketball, how he can read the game. He knows where he's supposed to be. He understands the defense so well that it's surprising for anybody that faces him. I mean, you talk to any of the players, and that's what stood out to them immediately upon seeing him in summer league. It's mm-hmm. just his instincts that he has. And also, you know, he said he surprises himself, too, with how long his arms are at times, that he doesn't realize that he can get some of the shots that he's been able to block. I think one of the things that stood out to me as well recently, Brandon Ingram spoke after one of the games, Aaron, where he said that Herb has – um, he's gotten the ability to to take certain shots that he wants because he's earned it through through the work process. And look, uh, we all want Zion back. We could talk about that forever. But this is Brandon Ingram's team right now. We we know he's playing. He's mm-hmm. played remarkable the last seven games. So when that guy is saying, "Hey, he he's earned that respect and that right," I think that's big. You see it every day in practice. After practice, he's working with assistant coach Fred Vincent. We all know he's the shot doctor. He's somebody that's going to help you. And it's every single day working on his outside shot. And I've heard that he's in there early before practices. He's the first person in the gym every day. He puts in the work. And because he's been effective defensively, that's really what got him in the starting lineup because of the effort he was putting in, the impact he was having on that side of the ball. But because of that, and the work that he's put in, it's allowed him, yes, the opportunities to start shooting because mm-hmm. he's getting some good looks. And if people aren't going to guard him that way and he's able to get some of his shots to fall, then why not? Speak with Aaron Summers at Aaron E. Summers, the way to follow on Twitter, part of the Pelicans Radio Network. Should we be doing color with the graph today? 7 o'clock when the Pels take on the Thunder. You know, speaking of B.I., and again, I would say probably when the season started, Aaron, it's, well, can, can you just hold on to design gets back? Then this team's offense and team will sort of, sort of change and be. Now we're at the point we just don't know when Zion's coming back. So if this team wants to make the push for the 10th seed and get in the play in game and do those things, Brandon Ames is going to have to lead the way. I mean, it's his team, right? It's what we're kind of just chatting about. The last seven games, 27 points, five boards, six assists, almost two threes. You know, uh, one steal a game, shooting 51% from the floor, 35% from three, 81% from free throw. He's taken it up a notch, hasn't he? What's so impressive about how he's elevated his game is the fact that he is the only guy that's getting the defensive looks from the opposition. Like, he has two guys on him or the best defender on him every single night, and he's still finding ways to be effective in the game. And he's talked about how it's about his decision-making, whether it's making the best shot, whether it's his shot, or passing it off for a better shot from one of his teammates. He's really trying to use everybody on the court for the betterment of the team. He's become such a good leader of this group. 
and he's spent a lot of time talking to Coach Green about what he's seen in the game. And Coach Green says he doesn't even really have to talk to him or tell him what to do because Ingram comes to him with the information that Green's already kind of looking for. They really have this great relationship, a lot of respect between the two of them, that he's kind of letting Ingram go, giving him kind of like free reign to just play his game and do what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. So we touched on her. I think we can kind of say, Aaron, consistently, we can probably expect certain things from him. Brandon's picked up his game. I think another recipe, if this team's going to say go seven and three, eight and two, maybe in a stretch of 10 games, Aaron, you got to get consistent scoring from the one in the two position in the backcourt mm-hmm. play. Don't you think, Aaron? Yeah, I think that's definitely the area right now where we started seeing some some good energy come in the game when Kyra Lewis was coming in at point. He's right. with his speed and his ability to get to the rim. However, he gets hurt, so you're losing that. So you're sitting there with Devontae Graham. You have Thomas Sadoransky that's coming in uh, backup point. And then it's Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I mean, you really do need one or two of those guys to start stepping up every night consistently because you're not going to be able to just live off of what Brandon Ingram can do, Jonas Valanciunas, you, you need somebody else. And it definitely does start in the back court there. So hopefully one or two of those guys can get it going. I know, you know, Josh Hart's been huge being back in the game because of how he does on the defensive side. And he has the ability to score. So if it's him one night and maybe Devontae, just mm-hmm. somebody else really does need to step up and be more of a consistent scorer. So tonight against the Thunder, I, I, I'll look back at the, the game that took place earlier here at the SKC, 108-100. It, it kind of seemed like an even game between the two teams, it, but I, I just kind of recall when I closed my eyes, Aaron, they were quick, they were athletic, they were faster. And I know Willie Green sort of touched on, I think after shoot around today, about getting a fast start. What, what do you think is the importance tonight in this matchup for this team to try to get a win? Well, yeah, playing ahead would help you know they've in so many of these games they're fighting expending so much energy to get back into the game or just to regain or to get the lead that being able to start fast and start with a lead would be huge for this team and then it's about coming out with that energy after the half as well playing consistently through because if you look back at this game between the second quarter or third quarter the thunder outscored them 57 to 42 so over that break there they really kind of flipped the script. And then the Pelicans were really fighting towards the end of this game to get back in it. And then the Thunder were able to hit a couple shots. And a lot because from Lou Dort, he stepped up in a big way this game with 27 points last time these two faced off. He will not be playing tonight, so that's mm-hmm. going to be a factor as well, which is maybe why you said something about the point total changing a little bit. He's out with an ankle injury, so that could definitely help the Pelicans as well. But it is just about bringing that consistent energy and the attention to detail on the defensive end that will help them get a win tonight. So you've done your prep. You ready to do some color tonight? I am so ready. I'm so excited. I'm excited to work with Todd. We're going to have fun. And we're definitely going to bring home a Pelicans win. See, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, prepping for the game, the lineups, the way the players are. Are you ready for Todd? That that I don't know what kind of prep you can possibly do. <laughs> For that, the excitement, the decibel level, watch out. He might do like a fist pump on a good big shot or three, so you probably need some space between you two. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to have to ride my headphones, you know, <laughs> bring it down when there's a good mm-hmm. play so I don't sure. get blown out. 
Yeah. I know he's probably listening somewhere, Todd. Oh, right. You now. know, bear Absolutely. with me tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll, you'll, there'll be a, there'll be an audio film breakdown, I guess. You know, we'll go over how the interview went. If I could have done better, I mean, I get the text all the time. Don't worry, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, I appreciate it. Sorry, it's taking you so long to get on the show. Uh, consider yourself a, a weekly guest, if you don't mind. Hey, love it. Happy to be here. Sounds good, uh, Miss Aaron Summers. She will be part of the broadcast tonight in terms of color with Todd Graffinini. Go give her a follow over on Twitter at Aaron E Summers. And Aaron, I'll leave you with this. I, I always see you post games doing live on Saints.com and on Twitter and all that. A lot better after a win. And you, you and JD try oh to have some conversations <laughs> after these losses. I'm like, Aaron's trying, man. I'm like, so much better after a win. Everybody is in a much better mood. The players come out quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much easier after a win. <laughs> yes. When you're at some point, we'll see a quarterback so and so. Like, come on, let's get right. going here. <laughs> I'm with you, Aaron. Thank you so much. Uh, great stuff. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Sean Fox is next. We'll see how Fun Row up in Louisiana is uh, handling the Pels and the Saints. And signing day. That's right. Matt Moscona, and after further review, no doubt, coming up at 3 o'clock, so we talk about Walker Howard signing with the Tigers. Number one dual threat quarterback for ESPN, obviously, after that video with he and um, Chip Kelly dancing to call him Baton Rouge. You would have expected him to sign. Uh, but also, Quincy Wiggins, a four-star D-lineman, 6'6", 265. Bama and Florida wanted him here at the end. Signed with LSU and also Will Campbell, offensive line tackle, 6'6", 286, number one in the state. He and Walker Howard, number one and number two in the state, going to LSU. So nice gets for Brian Kelly. He will break down, obviously, the entire list coming up at 3 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company. Cajun banking. Serve just the way you like it. Member FDIC. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-511-3535. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. 
Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider, 800-511-3535. That's 800-511-3535. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-511-3535. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Had an absolutely wonderful time this weekend with Sean Fox. He was in town and skipped doing the high school football championships, and we hung out the entire time in the quarter. Lots of debauchery. Sir, how are you this weekend? You remember you remember the weekend exactly like I did. Exactly. At Fox 4 Sports Talk is the way to follow Sean over on Twitter. He hosts some show. I still don't know the name. It's sometimes in the afternoon and in the evening. Uh, but you do join us here on Wednesdays at 1.30. I actually I, I, didn't I'm see consistent you. at that. That is very true. I didn't get to see it because you were busy, sir. What was it like? Um, it, it seemed like New Orleans didn't come away with a lot of titles the last two weekends. Um, well, the, the balance of power is definitely in the, the Lafayette and Baton Rouge here. Hmm. Um, yeah, there you go. That's where the balance of power is these days. What 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 do you think has changed that? I mean, it's cyclical. I mean, I do think like there was a time when North Louisiana, I mean, would be a pipeline to to not just LSU but other SEC schools. And obviously, we had one in Will Campbell today. But it's not like it used to be. Obviously, I think the population of New Orleans changed a little bit after Katrina. That doesn't mean there's not still a bunch of talent there. There is, but it just feels like really probably since the, a little bit past Katrina, that's where, I mean, I follow the recruiting services just like you do, Gus, and it seems to be populated right now. More of the best players seem to be in the Baton Rouge Lafayette area, and, and, I, and I know everybody goes to Katrina, and we all hate hearing that, but mm-hmm. – um, that's the only thing I could put it on. It seems like since then, and that the, again, that doesn't mean we don't have great players in North Louisiana. We do. Sure. Doesn't mean we don't have great players in New Orleans. Of course we do. But it just seems like most of the top flight blue chip talent is in Baton Rouge and Lafayette. If you look at the state championships the last couple of weeks, it looked at the, probably the two best teams in the state of Louisiana. For example, Catholic and Zachary. Look where they're located. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's why I guess it's so big and key. On National Letter of Intent Day or Signing Day here, whatever it is you want to call it, the first of two, uh, LSU, you know, keeping the top two prospects in the state going there, whether it's La Tech or, you know, ULM, you seem to think may be in the mix for, um, for a former Auburn quarterback. Okay. I'm, here's the thing. And I've been catching a lot of heat because of this. That's why I'm bringing this it up. Whole- I know. Thank you. You always like to go low. I don't get that. No, um, I just I just thought you were probably hammered when you text that. Uh, and, and, and justifiably so. Um, <laughs> the transfer portal has obviously changed. Look, we've I could spend a day just talking about what happened today in the last mm-hmm. hour. With I mean, look, Gus, I'm I'm literally looking at a a billboard. Just shows you how crazy college football is. I'm looking at a billboard in Monroe as we speak, talking in the parking lot of LSU signees from today going across digitally on this billboard. Just mm-hmm. it's crazy to me how far we've come yeah. with these things. But as far as Bo Nix, right? So a lot of times with um, these transfers, you got to look at connections. Spencer Rattler, boy, that looked like a shock that he signed with South Carolina. And I think it did shock a lot of people. Well, where did Shane Beaver come from before then? Oh, yeah, he went to Oklahoma. 
Well, did okay. I think Bo Nix is going to end up at ULM? No, but the connection is that Bo Nix, his dad, Patrick Nix, when Auburn went undefeated back in the day, Terry Bowden was the head coach. Mm-hmm. Terry Bowden is the uh, the head coach at ULM now. Uh, Bo's little brother, not as good as Bo, looking for a place to play. Mm-hmm. There's talks about possibly a package deal. We've heard that a time or two. Mm. And I know there had been some contact. Now, did I did I really think that ULM has a real legitimate chance to pull in Bo Nix? Probably not. But to me, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if it happened because of the connections. And it's also, and I've seen a lot, I got a lot of pushback when I put that out there because I knew there was some communication between the two parties. And I was like, man, y'all are, y'all are treating Bo Nix. I must have been watching something different. I'm still pissed that LSU lost to him not once but twice. I mean, I think Bo Nix is okay. I think he could be great at a Central Florida or ULM. I, I saw some people say, should LSU bring in Bo Nix? I'm like, to do yeah. what? I just yeah. don't think he's that great. Well, I, I'll tell you what. Uh, he goes from being benched to leading the Tigers to a win against LSU. And really, I, I thought I'm still mad about last that. season, you know, how he was going until he, he injured himself. Look, I, I'll say this. It, it, I would have had you checked, you know, by psychologists. If not, things have changed. I mean, Travis Hunter, the number one overall prospect of this class, and it's kind of something that Sean just referenced a bit here. So he was committed to Florida State. Deion Sanders yesterday boldly said, we're shocking the country tomorrow. So he knew. He has gone to Jackson State. Now, I'm not saying that despairingly. But no, good on Jackson State. Yeah, look, we have heard a ton of people say that former coaches and big-name coaches need to go down to the HBCs and and coach them like Dion is and, and, and get those top players. Look, they don't have the facilities. It's not the type of programs that perhaps your Power 5 sort of are, but it's never going to be that way unless things like this happen. But the number one reason, too, is NILs. NIL, Sean, so... Yeah. If you want a guy like Nick's to come to a ULM in Monroe, all Better you got to do Johnny's is pizza money. Yeah. pony it up. That's right. So here's what I – okay, look, this is fascinating. Like the number one kid in the country goes to an HBCU. This is great for the H. And, and look, last year Dion flipped a four-star, the number one JUCO cornerback. See, forget about that. He flipped the number one JUCO cornerback from Georgia to Jackson State, and we were floored by it. Man, who knew he was just setting the table – for what he was going to do this year. Here's where I think there's this gray area. And let's not get it twisted. We've always paid players. Now the wool's just been pulled from everybody's eyes. We see it now. Here's where it gets kind of questionable for me on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Deion Sanders is the head coach of Jackson State, correct? Mm-hmm. Deion Sanders also is a content creator for Barstool Sports. I like Barstool. One of my closest friends in the world works for Barstool Sports. I'm not an anti-Barstool guy. However, this young man just signed a 1.5 NIL deal with Barstool Sports, Mm -hmm. who, again, employs his head coach. Am I completely missing the the boat here? Is this, to you, not kind of the equivalent of Alabama paying their players using money from the Nick Saban Mercedes dealerships? It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? I mean, it kind of feels like the same thing to me. And, again, I know these things have kind of happened already, but I'm just like, wow. 1.5. He does work for – the coach works for Barstool. 
Yeah. Bar schools paying this player. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new world, man. This is no, welcome, it is. Welcome it, to the it, wild, wild west of college athletics. And and look, it's no longer just about recruiting. It is about providing. You know, opportunity, and that opportunity may be different for different athletes, whether it's, you know, that environment, that school, that money, that education, that stadium, the eyes on you, you name it, opportunity to play. I mean, look, the transfer portal, Sean, is, is it's something you're going to see today. And on, you know, in February, you're going to see in these classes transfers. I mean, transfers galore. And it also oh. – it, it does help, man. I mean, it's college free agency. There's no other way to look at it. And, That's and so exactly it, what it, it is. It absolutely helps coaches. And I think it, the next step's going to be universities that say have academic standards or view their way in a certain way that have put restrictions on coaches. Hey, it's only two or three that you can have it and all that. This is the easiest and quickest way to replenish a loss, to add, to correct some deficiencies you have and, and win quicker. And, and when everyone in the world seems to be firing coaches right now, Sean, because they're not Alabama, <laughs> it's like, I mean, you're going to have to accept the transfer thing. I think for universities, I wonder how schools will change their, you know, so, their, their look. I can it. tell you, I can give you a couple examples. Um, you look at what Texas state did last year. You look at their yeah. signing, mostly transfers. And to me, Gus, the big loser, and again, I'm not Mr. Anti-Transfer Portal. I, I do think it's out of control. We need some kind of regulation behind it. But the big loser to me in this is high school kids. Because I've had a number. You're gonna, if you go to the transfer portal, you've got a kid who's a little more mature. He's played in college football already. Um, I talked to a Troy, uh, the Troy Trojans. I talked to one of his coach, one of their coaches last summer. And he told me, he said, Fox, we're recruiting about seven high school kids, the rest of our class is going to be transfer portal players. I look at ULM today. Now, it's not transfer portal, but they didn't sign us uh, a single high school kid day. It was nothing but junior college players. And today? I'd expect when we get today, wow. nothing but junior college players. I'd expect when we get to February, they'll get a couple high school kids, but it'll be mostly uh, transfer portal players. That's that's the game now. You're going to see. I think LSU, I think they can pick up seven or eight transfer portal kids this year. You better believe Coach Kelly is going to get seven or eight transfer portal kids in that team. That's just the new wave. And here's another thing that I want to throw out there about where the portal is right now. Mm-hmm. And, again, you can say it's good. You can say it's bad. Whatever. We're learning. It's big. It's a big, massive change. That we've got kids. You look at mm-hmm. the incarnate word quarterback. Yeah, He's in the transfer portal now. Maybe the top quarterback in the portal. Now we're seeing kids who may have been overlooked before. They get developed by other schools. They blow up, and all of a sudden, guess what? Yeah. That kid in Incarnate Word is now the starting quarterback at Auburn the next year. Mm-hmm. You could say that's good. You could say it's bad. I'll just say we're learning. It's different. I mean, college football, college athletics as a whole has changed, and the genie is not going back in the bottle. Oh, no. That's not happening there as well. Got about three minutes here, Sean, to address the other aspects of maybe perhaps your listening audience. How is everybody reacting to the news about Zion? A, B, do you think we'll see Zion? Gus, nobody's surprised. I, the, the apathy up here is really at an all-time. I keep saying that, and it just is. Uh, I, I, I can push it as much as I can, but they haven't given me a lot to – to get people excited about, and no, 
at, at this point, it's kind of like my, my, my previous love life before I met my wife. It's like set low expectations. You won't be disappointed. Um, I, I don't expect Zion to play this year. I completely expect him to shut it down, and I just hope. I hope at some point he's healthy, and we. I don't ever expect him to be a savior, but I hope we can get a little bit of the Zion. And a little bit of that feeling that we had when he was in that all that sweet all white suit on draft night, and New Orleans was going crazy. I just hope we get to experience that again once. But the world again is going crazy since then, and has his injuries. It's a win. wasn't pretty at a lot of times, but it was a win. And the Jets are not a very good team. That said, it does snap a five game losing Gosh, streak. You got Jets. four yeah. left. You got four left. Can they win three? Can, can they go three and one? And is eleven points too much? Are you are you not giving a fighter's chance to the Saints this week? No, I, I don't think that. I, I have set myself up to. They have to win three or four. I I have already got this as a loss. However, the Saints do. Especially, I would even say the postseason. We don't have that fumble. Who knows what happens in the postseason? But the Saints do match up well with the Buccaneers and really go through Tom Brady's history with Brady. Um, I think the game plan is simple. You mentioned it was the Jets, but play good defense. Use the strengths of Hill and Kamara. They did that on Sunday. If they can, again, I said the genie's out of the bottle. If they could bottle that up for three of the next four weeks, they can make the postseason. But I don't think there's any way they make it without winning three or four. And, look, I think it sets it up for an awesome regular season finale where I think both the Saints and the Falcons will have the same thing on the line. It's a rivalry game. Winner goes to the postseason, loser goes home. That's why they set up these rivalry games at the end of the season for things like that. And the Saints haven't had to have that kind of situation yet. But I think this year it's going to happen. I think that last game could be for a playoff spot. Todd McShay released his mock draft yesterday. How's the Saints selecting the Cincinnati quarterback, Ritter, at the 19th pick overall? Fletcher was on yesterday. We kind of touched on this. He said maybe the Mac Jones-Patriots thing that's working this year Maybe that's a blueprint maybe Sean and the Saints look at, whereas maybe at the beginning of the season you're kind of thinking you do whatever you can to go get Aaron Rodgers, maybe trade it all for Russell Wilson, or Sean, do they look at one of these younger quarterbacks that it looks like no one's going before 12? Now, that's in December. Let's see what happens in April. But I don't know. I mean, do, do you think the Saints should give up multiple first-round picks and perhaps players for those two, or you know, kind of keep what you got and see what Taysom can do here this year. No, I mean, I, I, or go I, with the younger QB. I would look. I was pro Jameis when we got him. I, if, if they wanted to go that route, I'd be okay with it. But I think if you've got the ability to get Rodgers or Wilson, you do that as long as you don't have to give up like a Camara. I mean, that's one key piece. I'm probably not giving up, but I think anything else is on the table because those guys are special. They're mm-hmm. different, but. The Patriot system does work, and, and I do feel, and, and I've said it on my show a bunch of times, I, I hope this year's Saints team is what the Patriots were last year. There's a lot of key pieces in place. They lost players last year because they opted out. This year the Saints have lost some really good players because of injury. You get people back, and all of a sudden this is a much different team. And I do think you could win with Jameis Winston as your quarterback, but I do think you have the opportunity to get a Rodgers or a Wilson. Yeah, you absolutely do it. As always, man, appreciate the time, sir. No, man, pleasure's all mine, pal. Appreciate you. At Fox 4 Sports Talks. Wish I could have seen you this week, buddy. I I hear you. Am I scheduled this Friday? I don't know. Am I? Yes. 
I hope nice. so, please. All right. Well, I thought so last week, and then you told me I'm off the hook, but, you know. My bad. Okay. I missed you. I'll talk to you on Missed Friday. you more. Thank you. Sean talk to you Fox, ladies and gentlemen, we talk on Wednesdays. Uh, it's the Sports Hangover. We come back. We'll open up the phone lines, 800-998-1003. Questions of the day. What is your top storyline in the Saints land? Gave you mine earlier. I'll recap it when we come back. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cutting that joke. But I've been cutting that joke. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cutting that joke. Get ready, Gritter, New Orleans area. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Alario Center in West Wego. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 till 5 on Sunday. Come to the Alario Center in West We Go to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure as shooting. Don't miss it. Happy Holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. If you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire talent for your team, especially if you're competing with other businesses to find the right people. But ZipRecruiter gives you the edge. Next key marketing manager, Aaron Harji, loves ZipRecruiter invite to apply. She says they get my job posting in front of the right people. I instantly see great candidates and I invite them to apply to my job. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B-A-R-T to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BART. We talk hot sports, real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Did you see it last night or did you at least see the replay of the record-breaking shot from Steph Curry from the right wing? Cardigan from the start, Wiggins again. Here's Curry for the record. It's good! Where do you put him in terms of all-time greats? 
There's a lot of people debating that, discussing that this morning. Mike Greenberg thought had an interesting take on it. I don't know if I agree or don't disagree. I just hear what he had to say about where he puts Steph. Steph Curry, I believe, is the most transformational NBA player since Michael Jordan. That doesn't make him the greatest player since Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant came since Michael Jordan. As of this moment, Kobe Bryant is still a greater player historically than Steph, in my opinion. Shaquille O'Neal came since Michael Jordan. Tim Duncan came since Michael Jordan. And most importantly, I suppose, for the purposes of this conversation, LeBron James came since Michael Jordan. All of those, in my view, right now, if I'm making a list of the greatest players in NBA history, I'd put all of them before I would get to Steph. That may not be the case by the time Steph is done. But there are a lot of different ways you can be important. Steph Curry has changed the game. He has transformed what basketball was. There was basketball before Steph, and there is basketball after Steph. And the last player I could say that about was Michael Jordan. I agree a lot with what he said there in this aspect of it. Yes, there was always the three-point shot. Right? Curry, that style of offense, the Splash Brothers, they not only made it, for lack of a better phrase, sexier, right? But they made the three-point shot not only deadly, but the way to win. I don't know if that changed analytics. I don't know if that got people thinking, hey, if each team takes 12 shots, 10 of those 12 are threes, 10 of the other 12 for the other team are twos, do the math. But I don't think there's any doubt that you obviously have seen this become more of a threat. It's why you have everybody now shooting threes. Jordan's days, you would never see seven-footers do that. Like, you had, like, one, like, Nowitzki. Now everybody's shooting it. I mean, legitimately, we were all excited because Jackson Hayes is working on his three-point game. A guy that can jump out the gym, is blocking shots left and right in the G League, has the ability to get 30 points in a paint. Like, we would we would fire people if you're like, you're taking that and you're making that a three. Anthony Davis adding the three to his game. So, I mean, that's, I do think he had helped transform the game. I don't know if it's just him, Ray Allen, the guy he passed last night. Travis, yes, Ray Allen won the championship for LeBron James. Right, corner three. Anyway. So, <laughs> but when you look at him and the way he plays, I agree with, with, with Greenberg. You know, I mean, you can have transformative players, players that have added to the game, changed the way it was looked, changed the way it was digested or, or even played, and and still not be like among the. It's just fine. I almost think a lot of times we get a little carried away with who's the best to be able to say you're the best. Dude, if you ever would consider me top 10, 15, 20, 50, 100 broadcasters who ever do a talk show, I'd be happy. I'm not going to get all upset because I'm not one or two. Jay Williams this morning on the show. Revolutionize the game. I mean, we've been talking about here on our show for a while. Coming from a predominantly isolation play league, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, D. Wade, those type of players, the way he made that last shot last night to actually get the record epitomizes how he has also brought the game back to movement. I don't think people recognize how difficult it is moving without the ball, but also the way he was tracking backwards. He's backpedaling at a crazy speed to catch the ball, stop right on the dime, lift up, 
with Alec Burks' hand right in your face to raise it over the top, and the ball, just the purity of the shot, the ball to go like the ball, (laughs) think about that sound, not to hit the rim, just splash it in the garden. That just epitomizes the greatness of the shot, which claims the record for the greatest shooter in the history of the game of basketball. Uh, Look, I, I, again, 100% agree with what you're saying, and I've brought this up before. I don't think a lot enough people pay attention to, and I've said this, the next time the Warriors play here in the arena, go, A. B, just keep your eyes on how much running Steph Curry does. What's remarkable to me, there's a lot of aspects of his game and the ability to make those threes from anywhere in the building. But one of the things that is intriguing to me and I just I marvel at is if you've ever remotely played for fun, much less competitively. One of the first things that will go to you when fatigue or or, or when you get tired is your legs. And it affects your shot. Getting the lift, being stable, stopping and moving, what have you. Much less from distance. You know, you'll hit that front of the rim. <laughs> There's no lift in those legs and you shoot the three. Then all of a sudden you're pushing it with your arms or you're you're trying to flick the wrist a little bit more and you just don't have the control on it. That dude doesn't stop running. I, I just could could not legitimately imagine how tired you must be defending him in the game. Because he runs all the time. And then the second the ball hits his hand, you're probably still trying to catch up, go around the screen, and then you better elevate because he's going to shoot it. And if he did everything right, went around two screens, three screens, went from the left corner to the right corner and he catches it at the top of the key and then shoots it, one step to the left, left wing, three. You have burnt a lot of energy and he just splashed it and the crowd's going nuts. It's in the first quarter. I mean, that's, I'm just telling you, it, that's the thing that's remarkable to me. Ray Allen was a perfect catch and shoot three. Just, I mean, you could see some of the greatest three point shooters in the game were stationary rather to go. I, I'm trying to think of other three point shooters that, remotely run as much as he does. It's You can't double and triple there. You literally have to have the whole team running around you. And I do think one of the things that's fun to watch him play is the infectious energy. I love watching that guy play. And, and to that extent, you know, sort of like what Mike Greenberg was saying there, when Jordan played, I enjoyed it. When Kobe played, and, and you know, he was in the zone, it was fun to watch. When, you know, when Shaq was dominant, it's fun to watch. Like, there's some players that it just it's fun to watch. I enjoy putting it on, and I can't wait to see what they can do. He's definitely one of them. He's absolutely one of my favorite players to watch. So he's shot more threes than anybody else. 2,974 was the one that broke it. He wound up having five. That was three-pointer number two on the night, and um, it's pretty incredible. Hour two is in the books. Hour three next on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> 